this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today. Listen, we have had every housewife that has ever existed pretty much on this podcast. We've had royalty in the form of a Princess Raswell and a Countess. But today, my friends, we have the king. Finally, the one, the only Mr. Carlos King. Yeah, finally, finally. I'm so happy to be here, David. Oh my God, we have so much to talk about. You know, I want to get all into your new podcast and Kingdom Reign Entertainment. And you know what though, Carlos, here, listen, this really is my first question to you as I was sitting down to prepare for this. What were you like as a child? Like, <laughs> I really, I mean, like, did you grow up loving pop culture, loving the drama? Like, this really is my first question. And you know what's so funny, David? No one has ever asked me that question. So your first one is your best one. I will let you know that. Okay. I will take it. Yes. So no, I was this little gay boy (laughs) in Detroit, Michigan. I'm one of 10 siblings. Yes. I'm the middle child of 10. Um, And I was obsessed with soap operas the young and the restless the bold and the beautiful days of our lives the oprah winfrey show not a soap opera but the guests on they were very soap opera-esque so i was this very whimsical intuitive little shy but had a lot to say kid living in detroit 
up under my mother the entire time. I'm a mama's boy. And I always love sassy women. I've always loved women with an opinion. I've always loved women who were able to show how strong they were. So it's no secret that my career has been built <laughs> off of women who have strong opinions. So that was me as a kid. Wow. And what reality show? Now, I, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway, for all the people that don't, what reality show was the first one that you really saw that changed the game for you? The Hills on MTV. I was obsessed with all things Lauren Conrad and Heidi Montag. I mean, by Thelma Louise. We got LC and Heidi and Honey. I was here for it. I was here for the friendship and I was here for the destruction of the friendship and I was here for the drama. I obviously watched the real world growing up. Um, I never felt connected to it. I thought it was fine. Um, it was great television. John DeMurray is a legend. He created the show. But it wasn't until the soap opera of the hills. Again, loving women, strong women, opinionated women. I was just so into the drama of Heidi and LC. And I was like, what is this world that I'm not a part of that I need to be? Wait, it's called reality television? Sign me up. Because prior to that, I was working at BET, you know, doing the segment producing, you know, nothing fabulous until I watched The Hills and I told everybody around me. So imagine I'm working at BET where 99.9% of the people there are Black. And I'm like, you guys have to watch The Hills. And true story, we have all of these television monitors on our floor. And every station was turned to MTV and we were all watching the hills and all of my friends, coworkers were like, wait, you're onto something. This is the best show on television. So I got these people hooked. And from there, I was able to hop on the Atlanta Housewives. Okay, so good thing you and I didn't know each other back then because we would have spoken about nothing except the hills. It truly is. I can't even. Were you Laguna Beach though? Or you like, did you start at the beginning or you did start it at the Hills? No, I watched Laguna Beach. I thought Laguna Beach was fine. It wasn't iconic to me. I thought it was fine. I love the Kelly Clarkson theme song. I'm a huge Kelly Clarkson fan. Breakaway is my album. Leave me alone. It belongs in like the pop culture library of excellence. So I like Laguna Beach. Um, sorry about that. I like Laguna Beach, but it wasn't until the hills that I was like, because again, those cast members were true teenagers, like 15, 16. There's only so much drama they could get into. But honey, when those girls went to college <laughs> and, and was living in the city of Los Angeles, and then going to the hottest nightclubs that I saw Paris Hilton and Cole Richie go to. I'm like, wait a second. This is genius. It was, nothing was better. Did you watch The Hills' New Beginnings on MTV? 
I saw the first episode and it was my last episode. I, I could not get into it. I watched it all the way through. And like Misha to me, like I love me some Misha Barton. Like then you throw her in there. I mean, I, I know it didn't work out, but it was just like, I would, I mean, it's gone. It's canceled, but I would still be watching it. If I mean, I was, no. Was it, it good? I couldn't get past the first episode. Okay. It wasn't as good. We had Perez Hilton making an appearance. It was just, it, they tried so hard and it was still like, and then you factor in like Whitney Poor and again, Misha, like Misha Barton's there. I'm just like, I don't care if this is literally the worst thing I've ever watched in my life. I will not not watch this. It, I love your dedication. <laughs> that is what, so there you are. So you love the Hills, you're working at BET. And then, so when Atlanta Housewives came calling, like how was that pitched to you? Like when you got that call, like how did they explain like, you know, like you said, you're watching The Hills. It's an all-white show. You're working at BT. How was RHOA pitched? So it's funny. So again, the reason why I brought the BT is because it, 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 it transitions into how I got the opportunity to work on the Atlanta Housewives. So my one of my bosses got the opportunity to work on this new show in Atlanta called Ladies of Hot Atlanta. A reality show for Bravo. This is back in 2008, right? So her boss, the showrunner of that first season, said, we're looking for associate producers, which was my title at BET. So because she saw me watch The Hills, talk about The Hills, and got everybody hooked on The Hills, she approached me and said, hey, I've been offered this job to go to Atlanta to help out with this new show called Ladies of Atlanta. It's a reality show. It may be a part of the Real Housewives franchise. We don't know yet, but they're looking for associate producers. And because I know you're obsessed with the Hills, would you be interested in moving to Atlanta from New York for three months as a local to work on this show. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm comfortable. I'm in New York City, you know, one of the best cities in the world. I don't know. And then she was like, if you love reality TV as much as you say you do, my advice would be to give it a try because you never, you don't want any regrets. You don't want to ever say to yourself, what if I would have tried? And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. And honey, I packed my bags, moved to Atlanta to work on this Ladies of Atlanta show. And honey, when I met Nene Leakes on my first day of work, I said, this was the best decision of my fucking life. So do we have Lauren Conrad to thank for Nene Leakes in a roundabout way? Yes! Lauren Conrad and Heidi Montauk. So let's be clear. Without Heidi, Lauren isn't great. Without Lauren, Heidi isn't great. So I have to give it to Lauren and Heidi. You're right. I never thought about that. Without those two icons, I would have never left New York City, the greatest city in the world, to move to Atlanta to work on this unknown reality show. And we would not have the icon that is Nene Leakes in our lives. 
No. So you get there, you're an associate producer, you know, you're not this executive producer you are today. Everyone's assigned to a woman. You know, we have lots of, we have Deshaun Snow and Lisa Wu. You happen to get Nene Leakes, as you say, like, what is your, you, you meet Nene, like, what is the reaction? Like, I guess you just said it, but I mean, like, did you have that first reaction? Like, could you tell right away? I knew within seconds. And it's funny because I do believe that everything happens for a reason. And I do believe the stars are aligned and you really have to sit still to really make sure like, okay, am I pivoting in the right direction? I was super nervous going into this new genre of television. I was super inexperienced. So I was very, very, you know, humbled in the sense of do a great job and let's see what happens. So when I met Nene Leakes on my first day, she says to me, hey, bitch. And I'm looking around like, you're talking to me? And she goes, yes, girl, yes. And I'm like, who is this woman? I'm obsessed with her. She and I hit hit it off immediately. And she started to mimic my mannerisms. Because again, I'm a gay Black man. I'm very whimsical. And she would stare at me and sort of like how a parent, when they're drinking around their friends and they call their child down to perform in front of their friends, like, hey, Susie, come downstairs and perform for us. Do that song that you made up the other day. So Nene would call me around her friends, right? Not the other housewives, but like her immediate friends and family. Carlos, um, do that thing you do with your hair. And I would like swoop my non-existent bangs and she would be like, oh my God, say that thing you said to me the other day. And I'm like, yes, bitch, yes. And she's like, oh my God, isn't he the greatest? So she would take our conversations and apply it on camera. And then everybody would be like, what is she saying? What are these sayings she's doing? And little did they know that she was mocking me. And when the show first aired, all of my friends says, why is Nene Leakes acting like you? And I was like, girl, I, I don't know. She just, you know, she loves me and I love her. So is that like great? Are you like, oh my God, part of me is in that first season and so on? It was, it was amazing. It was fabulous. It was fantastic. It was a huge compliment to my position on the show. Because again, I came in just very humbled, very inexperienced. So to know that the star of the season, right, was Nene Leakes. So to know that she likened me so much that she started to mock me on, on camera, but do it in a way where it was a compliment. And to know that my position as her producer was to make her feel comfortable. I didn't know that she was going to be so comfortable that she said, bitch, I'm going to take your whole identity and just make it up in front of the camera. But um, it's a true testament to how important a producer is to a housewife, not just other reality stars. But when you are a housewife, you need that producer who you have a great rapport with. And I think the relationship between Nene Leakes and Carlos King truly would go down in history as the best housewife and producer relationship because look at the magic we created together. Yeah. 
was there, when did you first know like Real Housewives of Atlanta, like this was it? Like, you know, this was going to be it. Five days into our first week of shooting. So <clears throat> prior to that, we shot Nene and Kim. So I was like, this is different. This ebony and ivory relationship. I've never seen this on camera. Again, Heidi and Lauren, you girls have nothing on this Nene and Kim. This is a dynamic duo. Black woman, white woman, but they both mesh well. So I was impressed with that, but it wasn't until Charade Whitfield's birthday party. And Nene Leakes, and Kim Zosiak drove together to attend. Nene Lee's name was not on the list. And again, I'm this new producer. So everybody around, like all the producers, when that security guard said to Nene, your name's not on the list, you cannot come in. The executive producer was like, no, she's like the star of the show. This may be a housewife, she's a housewife. And he said, I was told that anyone's name that is not on this list cannot come in. And we're fighting for her to come in. And if you know Nene, Nene always felt like she was the queen of Atlanta. She was super embarrassed because not only is she seeing the cameras capturing this five days into shooting, she also sees all of Atlanta's elites staring at her not being able to go into a party. And the venom that she spit out, it was so real, so unpredictable. That was the night I remember saying to my friend who got me the job, I said, bitch, this show is going to be the biggest show Bravo has ever seen because I have never seen anything like this. Wow. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs, joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. 
Look, I'm going to be honest, finding that balance between too high and not high enough, it's tough. Come on. I'm sure you've all had that problem, right? Well, listen, not anymore. Diet Smoke has formulated the perfect high. I mean, look, sometimes you're not high enough and that sucks because like the world is really effing stressful and you just need to escape life's problems, right? Then other times I find, well, like now I'm too high and I have to do the Behind the Velvet or a podcast five days a week for all of you. So the balance is what I strive for. I know it's what all of you strive for. And listen, Diet Smoke has formulated the perfect high. Here's the thing. Their Delta 8 gummy gives you a beautiful balanced buzz every time. They are so freaking good. And if you're looking for something a little bolder, Diet Smoke's Delta 9 gummies are for you. The flavors, watermelon, peach. There's so many options. My personal favorite, blue raspberry. Yeah, you get that high and you have that blue raspberry going on. Oh my God. And you don't need a medical card or license to order Diet Smoke. Hello, hallelujah. They're so confident in their product that if you're not 100% satisfied, they will give you your money back. No questions asked. Okay, so head over to dietsmoke.com and use code VELVET for 15% off your first order. That's promo code VELVET at dietsmoke.com for 15% off your first order. Now let's get that perfect high on babe. You know how on a recent episode of Girls Trip, Brandy Glanville was talking about pleasuring herself and Vicki Gumbelson and Dorinda Medley, they weren't really into that. I think Dorinda actually said she doesn't like to pleasure herself. Well, listen, I am going to send Dame products to Vicki and to Dorinda, and I guarantee you they're going to change their tune. Dame products are thoughtfully engineered toys. Yes, that's right. Great vibrators and other sex toys for women. There's discreet shipping, hassle-free returns, and you know what? A whole lot of fun. I guarantee you Vicky and Dorinda would have fun if I sent them Dame products. And what should I pick out for them? The Eva, that's really their first and most iconic product. It's a hands-free couples vibrator. Look, Vicky's got her new boyfriend, right? So the Eva would be perfect. And then there's the Air. It's a suction vibrator and it's designed to get you there. Get it? They have massage oils. They have everything at Dame. So go to dameproducts.com and use code VELVETROBE for, wait for it, 15% off. That's VELVETROBE. That's the code. Go to Dame Products and you get 15% off your first order. And you know what? Hey, once you get yours, reach out to Vicky and Dorinda and ask them if they're enjoying yours. You guys can compare notes. Have fun. I know you guys love listening to my five-day-a-week celebrity interview podcast, but guess what? I found another podcast that interviews even bigger names and does so way more professionally than I do. Honestly, they do. Listen, it's called The Envelope. It's a celebrity guest podcast from the LA Times. That's right, LA Times, guys. And they cover award seasons in Hollywood and the entertainment industry. The first six episodes are available to binge now. That's right, right now. And let me tell you about these guests. I am so jealous. Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Jennifer Coolidge, David Harbour from Stranger Things, Jessica Biel. Oh, and they get so deep and in-depth with their interviews. They really go there. Listen, these six episodes kept me so happy. Six hours of pure bliss. So listen, download and listen to the latest episodes of The Envelope anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can thank me later. Happy listening. As like Nini was becoming Nini, was there this like, look, your career is, you know, because of you, but was it like tied to that? Like, do you think like, you know, of like, was there like between you and Nini, like as she was getting bigger, like, 
bitch, like this will make your career. You know, it was both of you. Yeah, no, listen, she, a lot of people always ask me, what is a producer's job? Because they're so confused by like, what are you guys doing? If it's reality, what are you doing? And I always say to them, our job is to get insight from the talent and to sort of push the storyline into the forefront. So for example, if Nene is saying to me, I'm pissed at Kim because I want to be on Don't Be Tardy for the party song and blah, 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 blah. Then your, your, our job as producers is, okay, then you should sit down with Kim and have that conversation. So the beauty of Nene and I, which we call ourselves the Black Will and Grace, is the fact that she needed me as much as I needed her, if that makes any sense. So I always related to our favorite divas, like how Beyonce needed Matthew Knows, how Whitney Houston had Clive Davis, how Janet Jackson had Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Every diva needs that anchor to help them be the star that they are. And it's, it's not something that me and Nene don't agree on. We both knew that the success of our careers was based on our relationship. And that was the reason why as she kept growing, I kept growing because they all said, Nene needs Carlos. So whatever Carlos wants, give it to him because he needs to make Nene happy. Well, that must have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I would think, it, you know, you don't, I would think it is probably the most successful producer housewife relationship in the history of housewives also. I mean, you almost don't hear of it anymore these days. Yeah, no, you don't hear of it. And that's the reason why I was happy that even in interviews, Nene would always give me my props and I for sure will always give her her props. She is the greatest housewife of all time. You know, on my podcast, Reality with the King, I did my top 10 greatest housewives list. And Nene is number one, not just because of our relationship, because it's the damn truth. Like she is a part of pop culture. You know, she's a meme queen. She has the best one-liners in history. Um, she's a force to be reckoned with. So our trajectory together is special because when you think about it, David, she and I started at the same time, being inexperienced, her first reality show on camera and my first reality show as a producer. So we were both like holding each other's hands, like what the fuck is this? Like, what are we doing? So we leaned on each other and as her stars started to rise, I just remember saying to her, you're going to be the biggest reality star in the world. And my only thing is just remember where you came from. Like, just, just do not get too big to where you think you're bigger than the show. And do you think Nene has accomplished that? Listen, I think what happened with Nene, and, and she and I have had this conversation. Um, I said to her, I don't know what it's like to be a housewife. I, I don't know what that world is like. That, David, you know, being a reality star is one thing. Being a housewife is a whole different machine that you're a part of. 
And when people say that Nene thinks she was bigger than the show, I think Nene always felt that, yes, her presence on the show was larger than life. And, and, and for sure, she is the face of that franchise. I think what happened is there's no rule book or no instruction manual that sort of teaches people how to handle that level of fame. And I think because Nene was taken out of obscurity and overnight became the biggest star on Bravo within one season. Because prior to that, you had the OC, Vicky was the star of the OC. You had New York City the first season. Bethany and Jill were the stars of that season. But Nene was the star. And she, in my opinion, and people may argue with me, after the first season of Atlanta Housewives, Nene became the face of Housewives. And I think all of that pressure, David, does something to someone. And I definitely think it did, it did a number on her. Um, and she and I have said this. And, and my biggest thing with her was always, as much as I understand the logic of your position on this show, I don't understand what it's like to be a part of that machine to where when she went outside, David, true story, it was like Michael Jackson fandom. It, people lost their fucking minds. And I think it does a number on you to where if you don't have the right people around you to sort of keep things at a level, it can go to your head and it could truly make you freak out and, 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 and not know what to deal with it. And I think for the longest time, Nene just didn't know how to navigate between being a mother and a wife in Atlanta and then being the star of a huge franchise. That, that makes a lot of sense. What about like as a producer, is there anything that's like too low, like where you need to step in? Like, for instance, like you look at like the whole thing between like Portia and Kenya, you know, like where they got physical, like we've seen it on Potomac, like between like Monique and Candace and other franchises, like, you know, you want it to be real, right? Like that's your job as a producer to draw the stories out, like you said, but when is it like you're watching or is it like, it doesn't just have to be physical, but like where you're like, this is too low. Like, you know, like we've had some franchises, like for instance, like Kim Richards, like with the drinking and, you know, just like, is there anything like as a producer where it's like too cringy and you're like, ah, or is it like, no, the job is to make good television and draw out the real reality no so the only thing for me in my experience specifically on Atlanta Housewives is when it became physical because I was a part of it day one so no matter how many times Nene and Kim got into it Nene and Sheree it never got to the point where we were pulling and and and, and fists were being thrown so season six reunion that big altercation between Porsche and Kenya I was there on set and if you look at the video, I'm the guy pushing, pulling, excuse me, pulling Portia back because the moment Portia got out of her seat, I'm from Detroit, honey. I know when it's about to go down. So when I saw Portia get up, David, my instinct said, she's about to fight her. So I'm running because, again, I'm behind the camera. So I'm running as fast as I can, not thinking about, like, we're shooting the show, not thinking about 
Andy Cohen's on stage. I didn't think about any of that. My instinct was stop this before it becomes big. Unfortunately, I didn't have enough pep in my step. So I was two seconds late because by the time I was able to grab Portia, her hand already lashed onto Kenya's hair. And then we all fall together, right? Because I didn't want that to happen. Because yes, you do follow the reality. I'm going to be very honest for me. I never wanted to see these African-American women physically harm each other. I always said to them in nausea, fight with your words, not with your face. We throw shade. We don't throw drinks. Like that's going to be the parameters in which I think we all should um, work on this show. So I was always known as the guy, David, to prevent fights from happening. Season seven. No, I'm sorry. Season eight. When Portia and Cynthia had that moment on the boat, I'm the guy that ran in to grab Portia before she kicked Cynthia in her face. I'm that guy. So I, I, I do think for me, that's when it's too, too far. That makes a lot of sense. Well, we all know you left RHOA. You went on to start Kingdom Reign Entertainment, work on all other shows. I know you've said many times that, you know, you have your own company now. You have your own podcast, which we're going to talk about. So obviously there's another production company. So you wouldn't go back to RHOA with another production company there because you're not going to take a step back. However, considering, you know, you are the best, I would like to say, Thank you. Things, things are, listen, anything could change in the world. So if there was a way that this production company, which is in place, no shade to them, you know, we could have a buyout clause somehow that they could be removed. They can make lots of money and Bravo could say RHOA needs a revamp and we are bringing in Kingdom Rain Entertainment and Carlos King and it's your company now. So you can't say that it's another company. It's your company. Would you go in with your company, Kingdom Rain Entertainment and work on RHOA again? I would do it in a heartbeat. I would do it in a heartbeat. And you're such a lawyer, David. Buyouts and everything. I love you. Um, yes. So <laughs> do, you, do you know that, that, I, that I am a lawyer in real life? I just, I, I just don't practice. I listen, no, I listen to your podcast. Okay. And you talk about it. I no, I'm, I'm a fan. So I know you. You know? So please. Yeah, no, no. Um, I would do it in a heartbeat. Um, and, and, and to me, I'm just going to be very honest with you because it's you. Not that I will lie to anybody else, but uh, you ask good questions. So I would do it in a heartbeat because what a great success story that would be. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm flattered that people associate me with the success of that franchise. Um, and they felt my presence was missing when I left. You know, they felt that the show wasn't the same. And, and listen, I'm, I'm flattered to hear that. Um, I would do it in a heartbeat because I love that franchise so much. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. 
And you can too. I love Crocs' new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh my God, I have to tell you guys about So Lean, So Clean. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows that I've been trying to lose weight this summer and I wanted something, it's really simple. I wanted something that was high protein, low carbs, and low sugar. I mean, I also wanted something that tasted great. And that's when I discovered So Lean, So Clean. So Lean, So Clean is a clean plant-based protein powder. I personally use it after my workout. I use it sometimes to make shakes and smoothies. It has 21 grams of protein per serving, zero grams of sugar, and the carbs are between one and four grams. It comes unflavored in vanilla and chocolate, but let me tell you, the vanilla chai, oh my God. But look, don't take my word for it. So Lean, So Clean, which is from the brand Aura, they have over 10 thousand five star reviews from happy online customers. Do you know how hard that is? And there's no risk. You can try Aura's products. And if you're not happy for any reason, within 30 days, you get a full refund. You get 30% off your first subscription when you text ROPE to 64,000. Text ROPE, R-O-P-E, to 64,000 and get 30% off your first subscription. That's ROPE to 64,000. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at Aura Organic slash terms. You guys know I work from home. And because of that, I travel a lot and I'm never in one place for very long. And that's why when it came to my mental health, the only option I could see was Talkspace. Talkspace is kind of like having a therapist in your pocket. I personally, and you too, can reach out to your therapist or psychiatrist anytime from anywhere. And it just makes taking care of mental health so easy. When I'm away and I need to talk to my therapist, I just send a message from wherever, you know, I can work through things. It's so easy. You can sign up online and basically start therapy the same day you sign up. You can text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist. So it's just 
easy. It's convenient. It's literally like you don't have to leave your home. And it's also, I mean, this is the greatest part, I think. Well, one of the greatest parts, it's affordable. It's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. Instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send unlimited messages 24-7. They'll engage with you literally, you know, any day. So listen, as a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code VELVET to get $100 off of your first month and show your support for the show, right? That's nice. That's VELVET and Talkspace.com. And I know the potential of how to make that show fantastic and iconic. And one more thing too is I know how to produce those women. There's a certain language. There's a certain trust that those women have with me. And no matter how hard it may be to give so much to the show, because it can be exhausting. Like you're a private person, I'm a private person. I can imagine exposing my entire life to the world for judgment. So I never took that for granted, the, the struggles in which I had to have with these women. Like, you have to be real because you signed on the dotted line. And I don't think it's fair that you're using the show to pump your products. I think go on Instagram to do that, you know? So I would do it in a heartbeat because I know how much that show means to the world. I know that Atlanta, Atlanta Housewives for uh, over 10 years was the number one franchise and I would love to see it give back to his glory and if you were to go in in this under this scenario I mean what do you think now of some recent decisions so like Cynthia's gone and Portia's gone I guess we'll start there like how do you feel about that listen I will always be a fan of the OGs you know I I will recast. <laughs> I will bring back some familiar faces. Because um, I feel like their stories aren't done yet. I would 100% bring back Portia. I would bring back Nini. Um, which means I would have to get rid of two people. <laughs> but um, I... I like the glory days. I, I, I must admit, I think, I think that show is at, a, at its best when it's a history of friendship because that's when you get the real conflict, the real funny elements to the show. Because we like the drama, but the Housewives franchise to me, and I think you'll agree to this too, David, we like the fun too. Like when they're having fun and you see real friendships, that, that to me is when the franchise is at its best. So then when the drama happens, you're hooked onto it because you're like, no, not you two. You two are friends. What's happening here? Not when it's some new girl who's coming in and she's trying to have a moment. It's sort of like, girl, pay your dues. Like, you're, you're coming on too strong, Noella. So I want to make sure, I want to make sure that, um, the OGs and some familiar faces get back to um, finishing their story. 
Do you think in reference to Noella, do you think it is like, do you think people can be cast nowadays? I mean, Salt Lake has been accused of this. You know, I mean, Noella, I think personally, I think is a great example. I mean, do you think we can find people that can come in and say, I'm here? Or is it like, holy shit, I can be famous and my life could change overnight now? It's hard. I got to be honest with you. Again, on other reality shows, yes. We have to admit, the Housewives is a different beast. It is the reality shows of all reality shows. I personally believe it's hard to find, well, let me, let me say this. It's hard in Atlanta because two things, and this is from personal experience. The women in Atlanta, the real rich ones who have a unique friendship with the ladies, they don't want to be a part of that show. They're like, nope, it's not my brand. I don't want to fight anybody. Unfortunately, that's what they think about Atlanta. I think the franchise who does it right is Beverly Hills. I think Garcelle was a great um, addition to the show because she had a 20-year friendship with Lisa Renna. And at the time, Denise Richards was on the show. They also had a, a, a 20 year friendship. That's when it makes sense. I feel like Beverly Hills does the best job at finding new women who are organically connected, which is why that show to me is having its best seasons ever because of that reason alone. And I think the other franchise is harder because I think those women like Jen Shaw, for example, who I love on Salt Lake City, I think we all can admit that Jen Shaw has studied the book of Teresa Judice, Nene Leakes, and the other Queen Bees of the franchises and said, well, I'm going to be that on this show. And there's moments when you watch her, you're like, you're trying to be instead of just being. And is like too happy to be there. And I guess you, you want someone that's happy. I mean, everyone's happy to be there, but there's a difference between like a Nene, like you say, who blows up overnight and it has changed your life, but yet it's, you're really living your life and it's never like fame, fame, fame. No, it is. And it's funny because on, on my podcast, I had Sheree Whitfield on and I asked her, if you had to choose with the new season that you're on with these women and the OGs that you started off with in season one, which show would you want to be a part of? And she said without thinking the OGs. And her answer was, it was real. <laughs> she said it was, that was as real as it could get. And she also said, you know, the newer set of women, they just felt like they have to be this way in order to get the peach or to keep their peach. And that's the difference. Right. Well, you're going to bring back Portia. And, yes. And so I forgot who else you just mentioned you were going to bring Nini. back. Nini. Nini, yes, of course. So who would you like to get rid of to make room for these two lovely ladies? Listen, I don't know them well, and this isn't me shading anybody because I don't know them like that, but I would get rid of Drew and Sonia to make room. It, 100%. You do like your OGs. I love my OGs, and, but, 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 but I'm also a businessman. My audience loves the OGs. I think, I think the fans want to see the OGs. 
I think Portia, I think there's more to Portia we haven't seen yet. And I want to see Nene's new life. You know, rest in peace, Greg Lee, who, of course, was like a father figure to me for, for shoot, 14 years. Um, she obviously is dating and has a new lease on life. I want to see that. And I want to see how the other women feel about that. You know, like, I don't know. I, I want to see more of that. Do you think, because I sit here all day, and I mean, really, what do I know? put my law degree aside. I always say, guys, you, you, you're never going to win against a network. It's never going to happen. It's like, you're wasting your time, you know? So do you think Nene, you know, just not taking anything away from her claims of like discrimination and all those things against Bravo, but just like, do you think like Nene can not even with Bravo, but like Ryan Murphy. And like, once you are out there of like lawsuit, lawsuit claims, like has Nene gone too far? Or is this that go too far? Can Nene come back in this entertainment world? Yeah, no, good question. I think there's a conversation that needs to be had between Nene and Andy. Um, Andy said recently that after Greg passed, he did reach out to Nene and the two exchanged pleasantries. Um, he did not want to go into further detail because he said that he didn't want to um, say anything that may um, not be what she wants to talk about. So to me, that shows that the doors cracked open a little bit. And on the record, I told Nene, I think at the end of the day, she and Andy should have a personal one-on-one -on -one conversation so that he can hear out of her own mouth one-on-one -on -one how she feels. And I said, I can promise you if he hears you and you hear from him, because I know those two very well. And when I say to you, David, they loved each other so much, like so much. And I know for a fact how much Nene loved Andy. She would, she would talk about him all the time to me, how much she adored him. And he knows that because I said it to him. I believe that once those two have a one-on-one -on -one conversation, that all will be right in the world. Wow. Because the stuff that she says to me, I'm like, talk to him. Like, I, I think it's like, just have a conversation with him. I when I said to you, David, I think it's so fixable. I really do. You're like, listen, I'm working on the new podcast, Love and Marriage. Why are you telling me all of this? Like, I'm not Andy. <laughs> like, pick up the phone and call him. I want them to, I really want them to, to have a conversation. Is there anyone else from your time on Atlanta just with people like you that you think is gone too soon? Claudia Jordan, Kim Fields, or? Yes, Claudia Jordan, um, for sure. Listen, I love Kim Fields. Who, who doesn't love Facts of Life and Tootie and Living Single, Regine? I love Kim Fields. Kim Fields was not meant to be a reality star, and she will be the first to admit that. Um, I think Kim Fields was smart to leave the show, 100%. And I remember texting her and she said, girl, I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, I don't blame you, girl, bye. Um, I don't think Claudia Jordan got a chance. I really do not. I, I just don't. I would love to see Nene, Claudia, Portia. Um, I would love to see what that can look like. Claudia is hilarious. And I really don't think she got the best chance at all. I agree. I've had her on this show. I think Claudia is very underrated as far as the housewives goes and people don't realize what is really there. There's a lot there.
right? No, 100%. And I, I cast her. I found her and said, bravo, meet her. And they were like, great. Um, but she came on as a friend to the show. And then weeks before air, she was a housewife. So she never had the right setup, unfortunately. Do you think anyone is like a big mistake based on your time there? I mean, we could factor in. Atlanta? Kim Fields. When I was, listen, I love Kim Fields. But when I was told Kim Fields was joining the show, I was like, no, she's not the right fit. I was, and I knew that going in. And me and Kim had conversations. And again, it's it's not shade because when you watch the show, Kim Fields even looked like, what am I doing here? It just didn't feel right. And I think what's missing is the organic friendships. Like, I I really can't stress that enough. Kim Fields knew nobody. And in real life, Kim Fields is not hanging out with Kenya, Portia, nobody. And that's why when she left the show, she has never communicated with them again. I assume they were just on the, wait a second, Lisa Rinna is, is gold over here. Let's find every actress in every franchise, right? I assume that's how it got greenlit. Yeah, no, I think you're right in that regard. But again, when we think about Beverly Hills and the fact that Lisa Rinna auditioned season one. <laughs> the King may be laughing, but we are about to talk more about Lisa Rinna. Miss Rinna, R-H-O-B-H. We're about to talk about Marlo and her peach, Kenya Moore, how she handed over that villain baton for good. We talk more about the R-H-O-N-Y 1.0 and 2.0. We talk about Ebony and her possible return. We talk about Carlos was there right from the beginning with Jersey. We talk about his top 10 housewives. We talk about Teresa, Danielle Staub, Kim D, Kim G. We are about to get into it all. The kink is just getting started. Stay tuned for part two of our chat with Mr. Carlos King. Hope you enjoyed this part one and part two coming soon. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.